Bye. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till Five. My name is Steph and I'm joined by Nikki as always. Hello, Nikki. Hello. How's it going? All good. We're in 2023. We are. We have entered a new year. It's weird. Mm. The passing of time never seems to feel okay, <laughs> you know? We do this every year. We're like, how? How has this time passed? How are we back here again? It's because we always have these two particular episodes at the beginning and end of the years. And so when they come around, I'm just like, oh. yeah. And also, if we're going to judge passing of time by video games, last year's picks for this... Uh, I don't think even came out in 2022. So that also no. gives me a skewed aspect of time. Yeah, very much so. I was looking back on my list from last year and even the year before, 2021 and 2022. Mm-hmm. And four of the games that I'm most kind of excited for, I've already covered in previous years. Oh, God. It's embarrassing, Sorry. isn't it? It is. It's How dreadful. dare they? What is this? Delaying shit. Yeah, it's given us some like severe, I don't know anxiety it's given me bad anxiety because i get care i get really like worried about what i'm gonna pick because i think i don't want to be disappointed again and i so i've been very careful this year in what i've picked because i'm like i've definitely picked games that are definitely coming out this year i would like to say i've been so careful the problem is that i've had this year and this isn't going to be a spoiler because i feel like people will know now that i'm not going to include anything that i spoke about last year so I my skew, my list is a bit skewed because I think the things I am most excited for I was most excited for last year, um, oh, yeah. and so I've just had to go to the depths to see what else is about there. And there's some cool stuff out there. I'm very much looking forward to everything on my list, but it's it's a different list than I think you would naturally assume. That's what I'm okay. Say. Interesting, interesting. Um, but a quick quick note: if you've not been here before. We do top fives in video games. This episode, if you could not have guessed by the title and our conversation, is the top five games we are looking forward to in 2023. We just talk about lists and shit. I'm ex- I am excited for this. I'm disappointed in my list, though. I will tell you now. Oh. Because I feel like it's really predictable. Mm, That's okay. my problem with this year's list. Um, there's a lot of good games coming out in 2023, though. In fact, when I started looking into this, I got really stressed because there was so many good games. And not that there wasn't good games before, but I just feel like there was many and I had to just pick the basic options, predictable options, but they are my genuine, genuine looking forward to games. So I don't yeah. know. No, I get it. I mean, you know what? People come here to hear the things. You know, and I feel like if sometimes we don't do the things that people expect, then it's kind of a letdown already because you're a bit like, oh, I wanted to hear you talk about this particular game that I came here for. You know, true. So I feel like most of our episodes are a letdown in general. Oh, yeah. We pick what we want and we don't care what anyone <laughs> says. So disregard we, we, we my talk a big, We talk a big hype game about <laughs> our podcast and who we are, but it, it's absolute shit, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah, completely. Utter nonsense. Also, to be said for the list this if you haven't listened to any other episodes and you're coming into this one this one's a bit of a skewed episode because we're talking about games that aren't out yet Um, normally we talk about games we have played games we've been hands-on with so we know all the things about it this one we're kind of just going on hope trailers and we're going on the hype really we are we've we've entered all the hype trains and we're just browsing around uh but this year hopefully we pick games that are going to come out so fingers crossed I mean, I think only one of mine has a date set, but... Oh, that's not good. We've gone for them anyway. <laughs> you are walking a thin line there, my friend. I do it to myself every year, 
So, hence- well, hopefully they'll, they'll. If they're not this year, then maybe twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah, one can hope. I like we're just skipping twenty twenty four. Doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. No. What year is it? Twenty three something time. Cool. It's flat side. Um. Well, speaking of hype, let us not delay any longer, and let's uh, do the thing. Off we go. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey! Oh! Let's go! Alright, so before I get started, because I think it's my turn to go first this week, let's talk about Beetle. So there might be some crossovers, I think, personally. Mm. I yeah. think there are a couple coming out that, that we may well be both looking forward to. So if if that does happen, we will probably fight and this lovely gentleman will yell, Oh! Yeah, just like that. Yeah. All right then. Without further ado, I'm just going to get started. No messing around today. All right. My number five is going to be a game called Atomic Heart by Mudfish. It is a FPS game. It looks very similar to the trailer in mechanics and things to something like Bioshock. So it's a first person shooter, um, but it's got some crazy guns and some lots of melee weapons. But you also seem to have a hand that has powers. Right. You know, the the typical like shoot with one hand, blast things with your weird hand powers in the other. Um, I should have said it is releasing on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, apparently on February 21st. So coming soon. Oh, um, this, one, this one might actually come soon. This one might actually be the one that comes out. So I, I'm starting off kind of in the realm of good stuff. It takes place in the Soviet Union, but in an alternative 1995. Um, oh, good yeah, year. Good, good time, right? Um, basically, there were advances in the 1930s in robotics in this version of 1995, um, which basically meant that the USR defeated Nazi Germany uh, back in the war times. This, however, meant that apparently like a lot more people died and instead the Soviet Union then created something called Collective 1.0, which is basically a hive mind that took over all the robots they used to, you know, win the war to increase like productivity in their factories and basically just more and more scientific advancements. Um, So there's lots of robots around. It's very, it's kind of steampunky, but not. It's like really more leaning into the kind of like robots from what you would imagine Soviet Union 1995 to look like. It looks very cool. There's lots of really lovely designs and it's like half some robots, half other random creaturey people. I'm going like to stop that. you there. Mm-hmm. I would not call this game lovely. These robots are nightmare fuel. Have you seen them? Oh, they're horrible. They have no faces, some of them, and some of them are disgusting. This is what I mean to say. So the game is one of those games where I'm looking forward to it and I'm going to attempt to play it, but it might become a bit too horrible for me. But it's on the line of Bioshock where it's like, I think I could get over it. Oh, I don't know. Because there's some creepy stuff. Even, even me, the most hardened horror game player, is looking at these robots like, there's just so much variety in, in Nightmare Fuel here. There's, there's one that looks like just cold, dead black eyes. There's one that looks kind of human and like a waxwork. I, I hate this. Oh, well... I didn't get that much creepiness off the robots. Maybe I didn't look at the right ones. I, I don't think you've looked at enough of them. Um, no, I haven't. I mean, I, I I would like to play this game. It looks very cool. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. I've said I'd like to play it. 
I might get into it five minutes and go, no, this is this is not for me. I'll watch this. I'll watch someone else play this from the safety of a screen. I'll send you some screenshots of these robots before you go to bed tonight. Please do. I look forward to having nightmares. So apparently players, the main protagonist that you play as um, is going to be unstable, mentally unstable, KGB special agent. Same. Uh, Major, oh, I'm not going to say his name. It's like Nechit or Nech Eve. Basically, he gets nicknamed P3, is, and that's what I'm going to stick that's to. That's a lot easier to say, yeah. yeah. And he's basically sent to a facility where all these robots are going a bit crazy to uh, keep them all in line. But um, he's mentally unstable. <laughs> well, you know, it's just it's who you send to, to do a clean-up job, really, isn't it? Fair. The mentally unstable going to the mentally unstable robots. I mean, they probably yeah. understand each other. True. Um, it's basically, he's sent to stop it from getting any worse, but... I'm going to predict that he makes everything much worse. Just something about it just tells me that that's going to happen. It doesn't ring, um, yeah, like like something good is going to come from that. No, no. And from, you know, from all the gameplay trailers and stuff that I've seen of it, like, it doesn't seem like a nice game. But it seems fun. It's the non-nice game that Bioshock is. You know what I, I mean? Say, I, I saw the, the references to Bioshock and I'm into that. Yeah, I think if you watch the trailer, you'll kind of get what I'm, what I've taken from it as to be. It is creepy, and it does have those creepy undertones. It is probably going to be a bit of a horror FPS versus like a regular FPS, but it's not so far into the horror that it becomes a full horror game itself. And I think I can deal with that. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm saying this, and I'll hate it. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. The only real fact that I had isn't isn't a very happy fact which i think goes with the fact that i don't think this is gonna be a very happy game um and that uh, there is already controversy around this game um because of the studio that made it mudfish um apparently it's been reported on a gaming forum that at one point they've had mass layoffs as well as crunch bad management and bad production no milestones reboots of the whole game feature grouping and a very high turnover rate so it turns out, it seems, that they have made their staff mentally unstable as well as their protagonist. Yeah, I think they've really lived into what they think the Soviet Union has been and they've just put it into their studio. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, bear all that in mind, everyone, Yeah. <laughs> when you buy this game. Yeah, it's not been reported anywhere other than this kind of gaming forum. So how legitimate and how much that is, I don't know. But, what a um, depressing choice for your number five. I'm kicking off the year in the way that I mean to go on. <laughs> mentally unstable and depressing yep that's it my number five everybody amazing okay well i'm gonna go on similar tones um (laughs) cool i picked a game that probably will also uh represent my year to come which is dead island 2 nice yep so dead island 2 um is an upcoming action role-playing game developed by Danbuster studios and published by deep silver and it's a sequel to the 2011 video game dead island which i loved i uh mm. loved dead island i thought it was a great game when it came out there was also an expansion or like a i don't know it was it was like a dlc it was i don't know maybe mm. it was its own game because apparently this is the third in the, in the installment oh. But obviously Dead Island is the second one. So I think there was a part of Dead Island. I don't know. I know that I got uh, like a Dead Island later. Got it. Well, I got it when it came out and then I got the later version that was on PS4. And I remember playing multiplayer on that like a lot later down the line. Yeah. So it had a bit of a rebirth. So maybe it was around then that there was that that other one. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a silly zombie game. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. And that's kind of what I loved about the original. Mm-hmm. 
I thought I did it quite well. You know, it, it was a little bit ridiculous. You'd get zombies sort of running around with their boobies out. And because obviously, you know, the, the zombie apocalypse kind of when you're there is, is like on a resort island. So obviously everyone's got their boobies out. Yeah, uh, it's how, you know, you always walk around a tropical area. <laughs> so um, boobs out. Yeah, so but it wasn't, I guess, a little bit silly in that regard. As I said, it doesn't take yeah. itself too seriously. And it was the early, sort of early-ish 2000s. So we can kind of forgive it a little bit. But like I said, it was yeah. it was funny. This one is set several months after the events of Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. Oh, there we go. That was the, uh, that was the, th- the second installment. But Dead Island 2 differentiates itself from its predecessors by taking place in the city of Los Angeles, sweet old LA. Oh, interesting. Which has been quarantined due to the zombie outbreak. This is scheduled for release on April 28th, 2023. Nice. Okay. Not- so release date. Yes. So there is a release date. But the reason why, like, I don't think I've mentioned this before previously was it was actually announced in 2014, but it hasn't really had a date set yet. Oh, okay. Obviously in, in, until now. But apparently it underwent difficult development periods due to multiple changes with the studios. Um, Jaeger Development was originally hired to develop the game in 2012, but was removed in 2015 from the project and replaced by Sumo Digital the following year. And then Sumo Digital was removed. And then uh, Dan Buster, an internal studio of Deep Silver, becoming developers in 2019. So a bit cursed the uh, track <laughs> of this game, you know? Yeah. Well, your game was cursed. My game number five is cursed. It's yeah, a number five curse, it seems. Yeah. yeah. I remember you really enjoying this game. I remember I tried it, and I, you know, zombies, and I failed miserably. Yeah. Um, it, it is. But fun. it seemed like it had a humour, which is why I picked it up, and I think. I wish I'd kind of still gotten into it. But I think just the shock of zombies just ne- couldn't carry me through for the humor stuff. But it always looked like a lot of fun. You could drive around too, which I enjoyed. And mm. later on, when I did pick it up again later down the line on PS4, it was multiplayer. So I had fun doing like co-op with friends, yeah. uh, being able to just drive around and smash up zombies. It was really, really fun. I really like that sort of co-op. So I, I'm assuming that's going to be the same in this one again. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I'm I'm super super into it. But yeah, um, the game's combat apparently is, has different mechanics than its predecessors. Um, Dead Island Two also includes several features from before, but um, there's new stuff. I don't know what that new stuff is. Quality podcast here, but there's there's <laughs> new stuff. Yeah, I, I really don't have any more information than that. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I watched fine. the trailer. It looks very similar to the first one, like in the style and the way it kind of looks and everything. And mm-hmm. and that's all I need to know. Well, that's what you <laughs> so. want sometimes from a sequel. You know, like sometimes you don't really want them to change up the format too much. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, especially if you enjoyed a game. I yeah. you just sometimes just want more content. I've tried to supply some facts within my top five for this episode, even though mm. it's difficult, but... The only thing I'll say about this one is the E3 trailer that came out. I want to say when it was announced in 2014, the trailer came out. It may have been after. I'm not sure. It might have been 2017. I can't really remember. But it's one of my favorite trailers for for a game, which makes me think we should do a top five video game trailers. Episode. Oh, we should. That's a great idea. This one will probably be on it. Spoilers. But um, yeah. the trailer is really cool because it starts off with like a guy putting going for a run like a jog down some sort of like promenade near the beach probably in LA putting his music on and like you know going for a run and it's like a good a cool song's playing and in the background you're seeing like zombies attack people but the music's playing and he's just in his you know he's in the zone he's vibing he's He's just having a jog yeah and so you see the sort of zombies taking people out and 
it's all happening around him. He's not really paying attention. You see he's got a bite on his arm. And as he's running and doing this whole sort of like montage, he then slowly becomes a zombie. And over time, yeah. like he obviously wants to, And then he's still running and he's still doing his thing with the music playing, but he's obviously fucking like killing people. And it's just a really cool transition from like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, but their first trailer, I think, and their first beginning yeah. of the game was cool as well from what I remember. I was going to say to you, because I remember this was the big, there was a bit of controversy around it because it, it kind of sold it was kind of in the first era where people were really pushing really interesting game trailers Mm. they weren't just showing you here is what the game is they were pushing like a narrative and stuff yeah and it was the one with the like the girl zombie at the end and it was like going through the hotel that it sat in and it was really interesting and really crazy and i remember everyone kind of like lost their shit about it at the time and then obviously it didn't quite everyone was kind of assumed it was like maybe a uh, a single player like story kind of thing and then it ended up being this more open worldy multiplayer kind of esque thing um which i think threw people off but i remember the trailer was mad good it was cool yeah so yeah the trailer doesn't disappoint there is another trailer obviously since then because i mean it's changed hands so many times and that yeah. was more that wasn't like a gameplay trailer. i think it was more just like a, a grab your attention kind of trailer but as yeah. i said very cool nice and you know the game looks all right and i'm looking forward to it and I'll, I'll get it and you know but it's my number five so i'm not like i'm buzzing but i'm not like overly buzzing yeah you'll have a good time with it when it comes out yeah but it's not your top of your list. Yeah. So that's it. my number five. Nice. Awesome. All right, then. My number four is going to be The Expanse, a Telltale series. Okay. I don't know anything about this. Ah, so Telltale are back doing yes. a new series. So The Expanse, if you don't follow it. So it was originally a book series. Um, now it's a TV show um, on Amazon Prime. Ah, oh, that's how I recognised it. Okay. Yeah. I have the books... Uh, here I think they're really good I've read some of them there's quite a lot of them it's a bit like Game of Thrones where they're massive and there's loads of them and I've also watched a few of the TV shows and I really love it and it's just one of the things I keep meaning to return to um but then I found out that Telltale are doing a series which I'm really excited about uh so it's coming out on consoles so PlayStation Xbox and PC in summer of 2023 it doesn't have a date but I'm hoping from the trailers and things I've seen of it I feel like summer 2023 seems like a fair fair estimation point for when we might get it it's basically set um as a prequel to the tv show um where the tv show is setting the books also start at the same place the tv show was so it's kind of the same prequel as that it's in the near future of the outskirts of the asteroid belt where it kind of because it all takes place kind of like just off of around mars and then there's like an asteroid belt that people live in and it's basically a, a mutiny breaks loose on a ship called the artemis you take the role of Exo Kamira Drummer, uh, Kamina, sorry, Drummer, where your choices determine the fate of the ship. Um, apparently, um, Telltale have said, like, it's a obviously a new game and they're kind of following what they normally do. However, they've added several new gameplay elements to this one and they're really pushing what they normally do with it. So apparently you'll be able to walk on walls and ceilings due to the fact that you have mag boots. So you can walk around Fun. more kind of places. As well as they've just kind of alluded to the fact that you'll have more control over the action that happens. So what that means, I'm not sure. Um, okay. But they're just alluding to the fact that more things are going to happen. You're going to have more control, um, which is kind of cool. I really don't have much to say other than the fact that I really enjoy the expanse as like an idea of a series. The series is really cool. Um, it's a lot of like, there's like one kind of main thread of story, which is following like a set of ship people. 
And it sounds, it sounds, like, it sounds like you said shit people. Shit Just people. Just following a group of shit people. Just some shitty people. I mean, they are a bit shit, but a ship full of people. But then there's also a lot of like politics um, and kind of stuff around that in terms of like Earth, the Moon, the Belt, and Mars. They're all kind of having a bit of a argument in over space. And then there's also lots of weird, crazy alienish stuff happening inside so it's kind of like a big mix of things it's written by it's called jedi Corey originally but it's basically a pseudonym of two people who also worked with uh, george r martin so oh, cool. the fact that it feels similar to that kind of level that kind of style of writing where you're following lots of people around um and there's like a big politics thing but there's also kind of like a supernatural element happening it does kind of fit that mold but it's really cool do you think someone who doesn't know anything about The Expanse would enjoy this game? I'm hoping so. I think because it's probably a prequel, I think it's going to have its own story. So I think good. you could probably yeah. follow it without knowing much about it. Um, but I think if you do know The Expanse, you'll probably have a lot of good times with it. Mm. Um, it's safe to say, apparently, that the actress who's playing uh, drummer, Exo Drummer, is also the same who plays her in the TV show, Kara um, oh, wow. So there's a nice crossover there so it is the same person so it's kind of a cool thing so if you follow both or all the media you can track it through which is really cool nice um yeah i don't have much to say for it other than it feels like it's been ages since i've played a telltale series so i'm really looking forward to returning to doing one of those games yeah i uh i miss them yeah and i would play this i think i mean i like space and i like telltale so i'm into it yeah i mean i can recommend the tv show as well i've watched the first uh one and a half series i think i tried to watch it when it came out and i didn't get very far but you have the book maybe i'll read that yeah i do have the books here there are good okay so yeah maybe i will uh yeah i think that's it it's quite a short and sweet one because i don't really have any facts other than the the actress yeah seems good we know what we're getting with the telltale series so i feel like it'll be pretty safe nice okay we're like sliding through all of this we are I'm now paranoid, though, that my number four, I think you picked in your looking forward to in 2022. Ah. Uh, but I'm going to put it in. All right. Because I didn't pick it. <laughs> I almost did this with some of yours. So, yeah, I get where you're going. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> no shame. My number four is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that was my number one last <sighs> I year. I thought so. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck it. It is coming out this year, though. I know. So. This was one of my things, because I'm glad we could talk about it, because I haven't yeah. been able to talk about it. <laughs> we can talk about it. No. So it's uh, obviously developed and published by Nintendo, and it's a sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was released in 2017. It is scheduled for release on the Nintendo Switch on May 12th, 2023. Yeah. So not too long away. But obviously this game has been in development for a while. It started in 2017 um, and was announced at E3 in 2019 as the sequel. And it, weird because it is a sequel. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it's like you don't really tend to get that in Zelda games. But yeah, there was obviously no. trailers revealing gameplay, story elements and the original 2022 release date. <laughs> but obviously that changed. I can't remember if, how much more has come out since you mentioned this last year. I want to say probably not a whole bunch. I think maybe one trailer, if mm. we're lucky. Did not we know that there was floating islands? Yes. We knew okay. We knew there would be some sort of thing in the sky because it did show that. But I don't yeah. think we quite got this, the scope of everything or what was okay. going on. 
Well, from what I can see, it kind of looks like Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword had a baby. Mm, yes, I think that's fair. Yeah, very, very similar, which is which is cool. I like they've kind of got this like upper world thing going on because I did like Skyward Sword. I mean, it's not my favourite by any means, but, you know, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently this game is sort of like it goes off of obviously a similar combat and a similar world. I think Hyrule, annoyingly, I think it's set in is it's set in the same world. So it is, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing that they've maybe just kept the same. I mean, it's, I guess it's easier for them, but I know people are kind of pissed about that. Yeah, I have a feeling this is why they've added the new verticality into it because I yeah. think that's where you're going to spend time or most of the time. Yeah, um, which is which is fine. I mean, it was a big world in Breath of the Wild and I can't say that I'm going to remember all of it, so... No, and I honestly don't think that it's just... It'll probably be the same, but I reckon they will add more things and it will change yeah. somehow and, you know, it will be well, different it looks like somehow. Th- there's new abilities. Uh, it looks like you have like a glowing sword arm rather than a Sheikah slate, which is cool. Yeah. There's more weapons, supposedly, and I think fashion. Love a bit of fashion. Which is obviously good. And yeah, it just it just looks like it's building upon what was already there, which, which is fine. But I did kind of watch a, a couple of videos of people talking about this and, and basically being concerned that they, the kind of the way that they sold this was that they had a lot of ideas for DLC, more DLCs for Breath of the Wild, but didn't want to like, but wanted to put it into like another game. And so I think everyone's just a little bit worried that it's kind of just going to feel like a DLC as opposed to a whole new game. And I totally get that. And that is one of my concerns as well. So I guess we can all just, you know, wait in anticipation and see if that's, that's what's happened. But yeah, it's weird. I'm really torn because I'm like, I don't think I would be mad at that because I quite often find myself really wanting to go back to Breath of the Wild and run around and do more things but i've kind of done everything so it's boring so if the idea is that they're just going to put more stuff in there and i can return to that world and run around and do more stuff again then i'm kind of okay with that but at the same time you're right i'd be a little bit disappointed that i wasn't just getting a more bigger scale of something else yeah it's it's difficult i don't know how i feel about it i don't know i think i'm going to know how i feel about it until it comes out to be honest but uh story-wise i mean it's a standard thing right Ganon has come back once again and uh yeah the the trailer doesn't really give too much away there's a lot of like Hylian writings and drawings and I think everyone's kind of gone a bit crazy over that and this whole thing about tears people wondering whether or not like this has something to do with Twilight Princess because apparently tears were mentioned a lot throughout that game Mm -hmm. no one's really sure they haven't actually really shown too much I would say there's a, there's a little no. bit, but but not too much. Everyone's kind of just in suspense right now. Yeah, but you know what? It's cool. They can build upon a world that's already there as long as they do add enough. I think we'll be happy. But I'm excited yeah. for it. It's about time for a new Zelda game. Yeah, it's been too long. I've need to. It's one of those series that I need to return to every so often. Yeah, but I often for need sure. a new thing because I've played the other ones to death. Yeah, and weirdly, I just I never got. I never really felt like replaying. Breath of the Wild. I don't know why. I don't think I'm going to. So I think I'd need like a lot of years. And to be honest, it has been a lot of years, but I still have no desire to replay it. But, you know, I'll just play this one instead. That's fair. The problem I have with Breath of the Wild is I don't want to replay it in terms of doing most of the stuff again, but I want to run around and do more things in the world, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to do the beasts again. I can't be bothered. No. And I don't really want to fight anything massive. I just kind of want to do more stupid things like collecting Korok seeds and that's fair yeah doing puzzles yeah well you can do that soon perfect 
Hopefully. Excited. Yeah. All right, that's me done. Not fully, just that one. Just your number four. All right, speeding along to number three. My number three is going to be one called Sea of Stars by Sabotage Studio. I like this because every time we do a top five in this, I never know what the fuck's coming and you always <laughs> surprise me. Whereas me, I'm a predictable bitch. But well, um... I've had to be surprising in this one because literally <laughs> every top game I've already spoken about. So I've had <laughs> okay, to go fair. to the depths. So this is an indie game studio and it's supposed to be on all platforms by mid-2023. So to look at Sea of Stars, you'll instantly feel like it's a um, old RPG of, of olden times. We're talking like chrono trigger things. It's a real pixely kind of isometric-y little turn-based RPG. Um, it's very clearly inspired by those kind of classic Final Fantasies and things like that. Um, and Sabotage themselves as a studio like really pride themselves on making what they call retro-inspired indies with modern game designs and you can really see that when you kind of look at this game apparently it's about two children who combine their magical powers of the sun and the moon to stop the flesh monster and his creatures that's all the description that i have there wasn't a lot about the general story other than it's gonna be like a bit of happiness it said also it's gonna make you you know feel some things all of the descriptions I found were basically just like, oh, this just sounds like an old RPG game. I like this. This seems good. Apparently there's lots of other things to do um, in the Sea of Stars. It's mostly around, like, you explore the world. I think it's a bit more, like, old linear kind of exploration rather than being really open. Um, but you can do, like, platforming and stuff. They've included a lot more, um, like, more modern-feeling climbing of stuff and jumping over stuff in as well, combining the old kind of very turn-based final fantasy thing where it's pick attack or pick a magic and pick an item which seems really fun um there's also things like sailing cooking fishing and going to taverns of course there's fishing i mean i'm gonna pick it if it's fishing Um, apparently there's also a tabletop game in it called wheels don't know what wheels is don't know what's about but again it just reminds me of playing an old rpg and this is what kind of sold it to me yeah it looks really beautiful I really like it. It's got that retro feel to it, but it like the the graphics look amazing. Yeah, and uh, everything about their kind of description of um, retro-inspired indies but made modern, that is exactly what you get when you look at it. It really is like, it looks like an old game and I think it kind of plays a bit like an old game, but it's taken all the learnings and all the things we've said are fun from, you know, however many years between the originals and now. Um, and kind of try to mix them all together which is kind of you know that's what stardew valley did really when it yeah it kind of just took a thing we all loved um a game kind of genre and they just pushed it along a bit um so everyone's quite excited for this because i'm hoping it's kind of going to do the same thing for the old turn-based rpg because i miss a turn-based rpg you just can't get them anymore mm-hmm. final fantasy is not the same yeah it looks good yeah so the only really facts i have about this game is more about the studio um, itself. So the studio before this have only made one other game called The Messenger, which is about a ninja and it's a side-scrolling platformer. Um, it also looks very retro, it's pixelated again, um, but it looks very cool. There's lots of interesting stuff going on with switching between realms and stuff in that. And for Sea of Stars in particular, they have got the composer for Chrono Trigger and Chrono Tross and um, Zeta Played 2 working on the game to really like up that feel of those old um retro like rpgs nice i'm very excited and having a listen to the the music on the trailer really 
I think sells that. You can kind of hear it. It does feel already a bit old and retro-y without being old and retro So, yeah, I don't know. I've just missed playing a game like this, so I'm just very excited, especially because I think it comes out on Switch and I could do with it on Switch. Yeah, it looks like a very Switch game. Hmm, seems very comfort cosy. I'm into it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Sea of Stars. I recommend having a watch of a trailer because it looks nice. Lovely. All right. My number three is a big one. Ooh. It might be a crossover. Sorry. My number three is Final Fantasy sixteen. No. No? Not in my list. Who are you? Look, I'm gonna let you talk about it, but I'm I've been burnt too many Why? times. Why? By old Final Fantasies just you don't know what you're gonna get. And I think even though there's okay. some cool looking bits, I just okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. Well, that's fair. As I said, like my list is just basic. Um, <laughs> I think everyone would have known that I probably would have picked this. But anyway, let's get into it. So uh, it's an upcoming, obviously, RPG developed and published by Square Enix. It's the 16th main installment in the Final Fantasy series and is scheduled for release in 2023. June, to be specific, the 22nd. Ooh, nice. So this actually Promising. does have a date. So although yeah. I picked a big game, at least this time it's going to come out. Yeah. The game is. This is where I butcher all of the uh, the names, by the way, in the places because when you just you just don't know. Oh, I mean, no. even though they might say it in the trailers, I I'm just going with it. It's set on Valisthea, which is a world divided between six nations who hold power through access to the magical crystals and dominance. Humans who act as hosts for each nation's econ, acon. Fuck. Why did I pick a Final Fantasy game? I don't know how to say these words. We need the voice acting to tell us how to pronounce them. I know. In weird ways. So tensions between the nations kind of escalate and it gets very political. Um, and there is a blight that begins consuming the land and a man named Clive Rossfield, guardian to his younger brother Joshua, witnesses his kingdom being destroyed and goes on a revenge quest in pursuit of the dark acorn Ifrit. We know, we know that one. We know that we one. Know, we know We're Ifrit. safe with Ifrit. <laughs> Honestly, Ifrit. I don't know anything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Not Talk a clue. I've even watched the trailer and a lot yeah. was going on and a lot was being said. And so much. Did I know what was going on? No. Well, there was a whole not. trailer for the story which I saw when I was kind of looking at this. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I can cope with a whole trailer just for a story. No. But let me I, just I unveil it. it as I play it. I tried to just explain it and I failed. Mm. So, um, yeah. It looks good though. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a good time. At the end of the day, right, it's a Final Fantasy game and it looks cool. Um, there's also obviously re reoccurring Final Fantasy elements such as uh, the Chocobo and Monster Types and obviously Ifrit. Um, the game has two separate modes, a story mode which offered, offers the sort of simplified combat and the characters a bit more strengthened and a normal mode which is a greater challenge. I am pathetic so I'll probably do the story mode. Oh, Maybe not, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do normal mode. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I get on. But anyway, the trailer looks cool. It's a Final Fantasy game. It's kind of medieval. Oh gosh, medievally. Yeah, I wanted to say medievally. <laughs> Med medievally. Medievally. Medieval ish. <laughs> it is very high fantasy this time. I, yeah, I could have just said it looks very medieval. 
but I didn't. Yeah. Um, it's very high fantasy. They've sort of gone back to the kind of original, almost like classic Final Fantasy style, mm-hmm. which a lot of people love. Um, and apparently that was chosen for a reason. Um, the shift was apparently sort of done in response to a growing feeling among fans and critics that the series was moving too far towards like science fiction. I mean, yeah, fair. People were moaning about it. I mean, I don't, I'm not really bothered, but... I guess to be fair, between like... I would say probably between 10, 13 and 15, which are the only real like story-based ones that came out between those times, they all feel a bit on the sci-fi edge of fantasy, I guess, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, And I guess like 9 and stuff definitely has that more like high fantasy medieval kind of vibe. And and so, yeah, I have have no problem with that that style being a thing. That's absolutely cool. Uh, Sort of going back to its roots a little bit. I think initially Chocobos and Moogles were actually not included, but then uh, staff protests prompted them to adjust this. So there is definitely Chocobos and Moogles. Because you can't have a Final Fantasy game without them, I'm sorry. No, it just isn't a Final Fantasy game without them. So I have a couple of just like facty information. They're not really facts, but but yeah. So this one was produced by uh, like a side thing of Square Enix. You might have known about more on this than I do because I'm shit at gaming knowledge. But... It was produced by Creative Business Unit 3, which is like a side development studio within the franchise Hmm. and publisher Square Enix. So it's like it was like their offshoot one, which I think they they worked a lot on the the multiplayer. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, still Square Enix, obviously, but just just done by by them. And apparently they sought out Ryota Suzuki a Capcom veteran who worked on the Devil May Cry series as a battle designer. Ah, interesting. I would say, from looking at the trailer, it does seem a bit more hack and slashy than any of the other ones we've we've seen so far out of the Final Fantasy. Unfold. Yeah, the combat looks cool. I'm never too bothered yeah. by the combat side of things. Like, if it's fun, it's fun. I'm not really... Oh, yeah, but, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't... As long as the story's good, I mean, we'll, we'll see... I feel like the stories we were saying about the trailer, I had the same response to Final Fantasy XV's trailer when I watched it. or like, And even just a story of just like, I don't know what's going on, but it's cool. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> but, I, th- um, yeah. I think that's the only thing that worries me. That's why I don't think I put it on the list because I'm slightly worried it's going to be like, and 13 did it to me as well, where I don't really understand the complicated story world that they've built. And so I can't, quite get over the fact that i don't really understand what's going on yeah and it bugs me i think 15 was confusing as well because there was like this short animation movie that came out just before release or on release and everyone was like you should watch this before you play the game and i did but i was kind of annoyed that i felt like i had to do that yeah i would say the same thing i watched it and it helped yes but why do i have to do that like just explain the story enough in the game and if you want to put some extra lore i don't know notes in there for people to read do that instead yeah yeah i'm so I'm the same we're gonna hit a bit of a controversial topic now mm. it's gonna be intense just as a pre-warning so there's been a lot of controversy and debate about the betrayal of ethnic diversity in this game world um yes yoshida stated that it's relative lack of diversity fitted into both its medieval european setting and the in-universe isolation of the lands um he did admit potential representation issues but foresaw problems with both breaking player immersion in the setting and problematic stereotypes being associated with ethnic minority protagonists or antagonists the team ultimately decided to focus on the characters personalities and narratives over their appearance however this was not good this in my opinion is a big no-no and a lot of people agreed 
So they've kind of stood by this and ended up being very much like, no, 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 like this is what we're doing. The story that we're telling is fantasy, but it's rooted in reality, etc. But I think a lot of people are upset because everyone's kind of like, well, this game is full of mythical beasts and crystals and, you know, yeah. but having, you know, a, a, a character which isn't just a white generic person is like too far. And yeah. a lot of like streamers and just generally people in the world kind of complained that that generally anyway, assuming that an all white medieval Europe is just incorrect as it is. Mm. And like diversity did exist back then. But also, guys, it is a fantasy game. Like I love you, Square Enix. I really do. But I just think that your backing for this is terrible. Yeah, don't double down on it. Just just kind of go with the age old of you know what we did it for this but we'll look into it next time in a much better way and make sure yeah. we are doing it in the right way because i think the problem is like you kind of want to argue the thing of well, well this is the you know artistic direction we've gone with and this is where we're doing it for the story point of view but like you said like when you have so many arguments against it and also you know just using your brain and sense of like but you could do something that isn't represented very much it would be fine if you were doing an underrepresented like thing, it's all about how much exposure people get to, you know. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I get they're trying to be all like medieval European, but like guys, like it's not. Like yeah. you're not doing a game that is like factually based in medieval Europe, which is like fine. I would get that, like if you, you know, but that's not what's happening here. This is a fantasy story. Yeah, but in a, in a made up land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like doesn't exist guys you, you, you have the choice that. here the, the, not having diversity is a choice yeah anyway let's just stop talking about that um last fact is there'll be a dog amazing i just wanted to soften like you know the, the intensity yeah. there and just put this just distract us with the fact that there will be a dog in this game i like it i'm sold i don't know much about the dog but i just i read that there'll be a dog so <laughs> i really want to know in what context we get this dog now i'm intrigued it will be a lovely surprise. Yeah. But yeah, problems. Yeah. Yeah. But dog. But dog. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I I can't pretend that I know anything that's going to actually happening in this game. But I'm a sh- I'm a shit person for trailers anyway. I don't watch trailers often. I will read like a, a, a whatever you call it synopsis a blurb yep synopsis blurb whatever yeah and i'll be like yeah that sounds cool i'll get it and i might watch a trailer but i I generally just like to get a game if i if especially if it's like in a series like zelda final fantasy i'm like i i know this what this is probably going to be i'm just going to get it i'm uh i'm actually not big on the hype it seems so that's why i'm a bit shit when it comes to this topic that's fair to be fair i think for stuff it's weird weirdly for stuff that i'm super excited about and really intrigued about i won't watch very much like i've not watched very many of the trailers or things for certain like big games coming out this year because i don't want to see too much of it because i yeah i want to experience it it's similar with films right i don't tend to watch too many oh, same. film yeah. trailers because i'm the same as you i just want to see what the synopsis is and then just go for it um for stuff that i'm not sure about on whether i'd like or not then i might watch a few more just to see what the gameplay is like but yeah, I, I kind of get, get the thing. I yeah. get the theory. Yeah, so that's my number three, Final Fantasy sixteen. Don't know what's going on, but it looks good. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad all it right. got spoken about. Yeah. Um. All right. We're to number twos. Yes. We are flying through today. So, mm-hmm. my number two is a game called Banishers Ghosts of New Eden. 
Oh, this is actually my own mentions. Ah, cool. Okay. So this is um, supposedly coming out, I think I had like mid-2023, maybe late 2023. It's going to be on the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And it follows Antea, Antea, girl called, a lady called Antea, and Red, um, who are lovers and banishers, who are ghost hunters. Um, they are vowed to protect the living from the threat of lingering ghosts and spectres in their land of New Eden. Um, however, following a disastrous mission, um, Antea is fatally wounded and becomes one of the spirits that she absolutely loathes. And so they now have to basically travel the land together, trying to free her from being a, a spirit, basically. Apparently there's lots of nice things. It's a tale about lovers and you follow each other around. So you kind of, um, apparently you play as both Antia and Red. I thought you just played as Red from some of the trailers, but apparently you can play as both. And it's a lot of like case solving, but also while fighting the spirits while you travel around the land of New Eden. The trailer that i saw looked really cool it was kind of a mix of um like a setting a real in-depth story kind of feel you get the relationship between red and tear a little bit in it and get a little bit of sense for the land and then it's also got a little bit of gameplay in there as well um of you guys like walking around fighting some spirits um some kind of idea that you are going to be like solving um cases and stuff like that it is going to be like an RPG kind of game, so you are going to be unlocking new gear and abilities, um, as well as trying to find and solve lots of mystical and lore kind of based things. And because it is done by Don't Nod, who did games the like Life is Strange series uh, and Vampire and things like that, there's going to be lots of morally like ambiguous choices that are going to affect the story, the world, and the characters and things like that. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. This is why I was going to be. Re- I was really into this game is because I love obviously Life is Strange, but Twin Mirror and Tell Me Why they also did, and I don't know if you played them, but they're really good games. I enjoyed them a lot. Very story heavy kind of stuff. Yeah, this one looks like it kind of dipping a bit more into the kind of combat mm-hmm. area of it, which is I think an interesting step for them. Yeah, um, but I love that idea because we know they write and produce really good characters and really good stories really heavy narrative things so if they can kind of combine that with some really good and interesting gameplay it's going to be yeah really cool well this is it because initially when if i saw a game like this and i, I did watch the trailer I, I probably would be like okay yeah like fine and i think there obviously is going to be a bit more like action in it but uh, yeah as you said i think there will be this sort of like other layer of like incredible story probably dialogue um and choices and all that kind of stuff so they're very heavy on on choices particularly in as i said tell me why and and twin mirror so yeah, I and I I think it will um I think just just this is a sort of game that I just had to sort of look at the developers and just sort of look at it quickly and go, yes. Yeah. I like this. This whatever this is happening, I like this. Yeah. In in theory, it all sounds good. Yes. It all sounds like you're heading in the in the right direction. It's sounding exciting and it looks beautiful already. It does. Cuz although I think like things like life and strange and stuff are really cool and they're, they're a bit more stylized um and all they made really nice things I think this one's their first real heavy step into making stuff really darker as well. Um, For sure. It looks a little bit witchery, which Mm. I appreciated. Very fantasy. More more like fantasy, right? Like than the others. Yeah, yeah. More fantasy setting. It's got that kind of dark-esque grunginess of the Witcher in it, it Mm -hmm. looks like. So it's kind of a bit creepy, but I don't think it's going to be too far into the realm of creepy that 
becomes unplayable and horror-y. I think it's just kind of got that. You're dealing with death, so it can't be a light and sunny game in this way. Yeah. It's not designed to be that way. But yeah, it just sounds really cool. And like I said, it just looks like it's going to be really cool. There's not much out about it because I think the trailer for it only really released in the Game Awards that were out a couple weeks ago, um, back in mm-hmm. December. So it could just be that this is going to be one of those ones where they don't give us loads of build-up, which I prefer. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks really interesting. I really don't have any facts for it because there's really not much out about it other than a few synopsises and general stuff. I don't think they've done loads of interviews around it yet or they haven't really sent much out into the world to go on. So, you know, but from what I can see so far, it looks fun. Nice. All right. Short and sweet. My number two. Yes. Is, funnily enough, We've already spoken about uh, about these guys. My number two is Wolf Among Us Two. Ah, uh, yes. So, did you play Wolf Among Us One? I did. Yes. Nice. So, it is an upcoming episodic graphic adventure game developed and published by Telltale Games, with assistance of Ad Hoc Studio, which basically consists of former Telltale staff, mm-hmm. and is a sequel to 2013 game The Wolf Among Us, which I fucking adored. I yeah. absolutely loved The Wolf Among Us. It was actually, I don't even know. Oh, I was about to say, I don't even know when it came out. She just said it was 2013. <laughs> Jesus. I loved it. Absolutely great game. And obviously, when Telltale shut down, all that shit went on. You know, we, we kind of thought there was a new one coming. I think, in fact, I think they did confirm a new one was coming. And obviously, that was completely like, everyone was like, well, you know, say goodbye to that. But when, obviously, they announced they were doing this and they were still doing the wolf among us i was just very very happy so yeah it's based upon the dc comic series fables mm-hmm. and you play as big b the big bad wolf effectively sheriff of fable town as you return um as a gritty detective noir world where there are no fairy tale endings no i didn't write that myself that was picked straight from the uh, synopsis <laughs> uh the game picks up delivered. six months after the events of season one and it is winter and a new case threatens to cross the line between Fable Town and the NYPD. Again, I didn't write that. So the game was cancelled in 2018, yep, in, when the studio closure happened. And uh, we were all very sad. But yeah, yeah. I was going to do a little bit of a background thing because I, I didn't quite realise this was still happening until I made this list. Because I'm an idiot and I shouldn't have a video game podcast because I don't know anything about what's going on in the world. <laughs> but I was like, hang on. It was like Telltale Games. I was like, how? How is this happening? How, how are, are Telltale back? back? I don't understand. So I've done some research for you. If anyone out there is feeling the same way I was. So obviously, Telltale kind of died. However, they are, they got bought out by another company, which was LCG Entertainment. And they basically now do business as Telltale Games. So they kind of were established after the original Telltale Games filed for assignment into October 18 and were forced to shut down, obviously, and sell off all their assets and stuff. But Telltale is just currently a trade name now, really. And they, but they have all the rights to the original Telltale intellectual property, including Perfect. branding, games, and licenses. And they basically confirmed in August 2019 they'd be bringing back the old Telltale games titles. Although licenses for games and planned games like The Walking Dead and Stranger Things have since reverted to their original owners, the new Telltale retains licenses for The Wolf Among Us and Batman, as well as intellectual property for Puzzle Agent and obviously, I'm assuming the game that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, 
The new Telltale was expected to start off small for the first six months to regain distribution channels, and the company have also offered a lot of the former staff back as well, which is nice. Nice. Some yeah. as full-time, some as, like, freelancers and stuff. But, yeah, like, it, it just seems, obviously, they're, they're back. They're not fully who they were, but, you know, it's good. Yeah, I mean, at least you'll know that they're trying to operate under the same ethos. Yeah. Um, even if they're pushing stuff along, as we said, it's a good thing. So yeah. And they, they're bringing us the Wolf Among Us too, so I yes. cannot complain. That's what we want. Um, the interesting thing, though, is obviously they, they announced Wolf Among Us 2 like a long time ago. And obviously when the, the game, uh, the, sorry, the studio closure happened, we didn't think that was happening. But actually, apparently they scratched all of the, the other stuff, the other ideas or the work that went that went on under the former Telltale banner. Um, and they've just basically started anew. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, something. I don't know if some things were kept, but it, it seems to me that they just, like, scrapped all of it. They also changed the development cycle approach that the, the company had before, which is where each episode was developed in a standalone fashion. All the episodes of the second one are being developed simultaneously, and I, I don't I think they're going to come out all at once, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm, cool. Um, or they're either all going to come out at once, because it, it just seems, or they're going to delay it a bit, but they'll already be made, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, obviously set to be released this year, hopefully. Very cool. Yeah, I am excited about this. It was in my honourable mentions. Um, I did spot it when I was also nice. looking through stuff. So I'm glad it's getting a thing because I also would really enjoy it. Um, it was a really cool. It's a fantastic cool game and such an interesting storyline I found with the character development in the original with the whole like fairy tale aspect because i'm a big fan of also the tv show once upon a time i thought that was a good show it's kind of stupid but i'm into it oh yeah. and i i like this kind of dark version they do in fables of like the fairy tale characters having this like very nitty gritty kind of thing to them it's just it's fascinating and, and it's there's a lot of comedy involved there's a lot of like there's a lot of funniness and it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's yeah it's it's a good time yeah. To be fair, Once Upon a Time got in trouble because it was very close to Fables. And everyone oh, was like, you yeah. just copied Fables. And they were like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Touch your face. They probably did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, Wolf Among Us is great. Apparently as well, for anyone that doesn't really know much about the first one, if you don't want to play it, apparently newcomers to the series would be able to come in at this point and understand what's going on, despite the fact that it's obviously it follows on. But yeah, so that's cool as well. Oh, if yeah, you didn't want to play nice. the first one. But how, however, I do want to play the first one again now because it's been a very long time mm. since i played the original but not, not that it really yeah. matters but yeah no same i think i played it around when it came out so it's been a really long time so yeah i'm really looking forward to that i'm uh i didn't know it was coming but then i found out it was covered and i was very happy yeah that sounds like a good time so yeah nice Ooh, right, honorable mentions yes i've got a lot yes same <laughs> okay you go first oh okay um, well, I guess I'm going to mention the ones that I couldn't mention this time, which was Zelda, Redfall, Starfield, and Hogwarts. Because mm-hmm. they were all included on all this. I wanted to talk about Forspoken. That's a game coming out, I think, next month on PlayStation. Okay. Looks interesting. Uh, there's a System Shock remake, which seems fun. Hades 2 got announced. I'm very excited about that. I had Final Fantasy 16. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Looks fun. A game called Dredge, which is a fishing game. <laughs> um... <laughs> Locomotive, which is a point-and-click game coming out. And last um, is Nightingale, which I think I'd like to play with you in particular because it is looks like a survival kind of building game, a bit like The Ooh, Forest, but set it. in a kind of like old Victorian-y 
magical land where you float around on umbrellas. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. All right. My adventures, I've got a few as well. Going off of, I just remembered you mentioned the forest. Sons of the Forest isn't out yet. And that was on my list. And I think that's coming out this year. Yes. I don't know. I've just, I've lost interest. Not lost interest, but like I, yeah. until someone says to me, hey, lost it's hype. out. I'll be like, cool. But I'm not hyping for it right now. So there that's is fair. a game that I came across called Fay Farm, which is like a farming sim RPG, which looks fucking cute. Nice. Like very Stardew vibes. Um, Skull and Bones. I like pirates. Looking forward to that. I don't know if that's actually meant to be coming out next year. I feel like it is. But anyway. Yeah, I think so. Open Roads, I mentioned in... Well, one of us mentioned in one of our top fives at some point. That game's been like aiming to oh, come yeah. out for a very long time. It still looks amazing, but God knows when it's coming. I also had Starfield. I also had a game called Little Bear Chef. <laughs> which looks super cute and it's like a little relaxing sim where oh. you're a little sh- you're a little bear and you're a chef and you do stuff that sounds like heaven in contrast to that i have just put down on my list all of the silent hills that are coming out because <laughs> there's lots there's like three two i don't know there's a remake and then there's like silent hill f and then there's like the other one and i was they were actually on my list but then i realized i couldn't find like a, a an actual release date and then I got really confused and annoyed. And I'm like, well, I'm not putting it on there if I don't actually know if it's not coming out. Yeah. So just Silent Hills in general is on my mentions. Nice. Dragon Age Dreadwolf. I'm still mad. I'm still mad because I really thought that game was going to come out. I actually, do you know what? Maybe I didn't. I feel like in my list, I might have actually said that it had been like delayed, even just like that night. I think so... you've gone like, yeah, you know what? This is never coming out. So... I don't know what I did. I was I was not in a good place. You were mad about I'm it. I'm still not. Yeah. But I think it probably is coming out this year now. But, you know, until it's out. Psh. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Coffee Talk 2 was also on my list. Oh, that yeah, never that, came. That's not coming. But as soon as that drops this year, I'm getting it because I fucking love Coffee Talk. There's also a game called Europa, which is like a really cute little exploration game. That's mm. coming out. That looks cute. Talking of other cute things, I'm also excited for Haunted Chocolatier, which is oh, yes. from the creator of Stardew Valley, Concerned Ape. And I'm super excited. I think it's this year. It sounds like it should be this year. Not 100% sure, though, so I didn't put it on my list. Yeah, I haven't put that one down just because I'm like, it's just him. And he's not letting anyone help him again. So no. it's just like, whenever he's done, who knows when that'll be. Damn it, Eric Barone. Hurry up. You're a beautiful Get one help. man band, but stop we, it. <laughs> we love you, but give us the game. Yeah. Delegate. Oh, I forgot as well. Sorry, I've actually got two more because I had two backups because I really thought we'd have crossovers and I was like oh. ready. Yeah. So um, Oxenfree 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you play Oxenfree 1? Yes. I yeah. think we spoke Great about game. that. Probably. We speak about a lot of things. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to Oxenfree 2. And also, I just found out that they're doing a remake of um, Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life. Obviously, this time it's called Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life. Because Ooh. I didn't realise that Story of Seasons was Harvest Moon until we we spoke about fishing or something. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I always thought Story of Seasons was like a whole new game. And I did, nobody told me that it was actually Harvest it's, Moon. Yeah, they just, just changed renamed. up the branding, yeah. I was like, I just, yeah. So anyway, they're remaking Wonderful Life, which was originally on the, the GameCube. And I spoke, I've spoken about that game a lot because I love that game. So yeah, they're remaking it and it's it's coming out in summer 2023 i'm excited nice. that is good i'm gonna get my farm on but anyway that's so my mentions. nice all right i think we've mentioned a lot of good honorable mentions especially lots of good ones that we wanted for this year but it's fine because they will come out this year it's fine it's fine 
So we were on two number ones. Yes. And my number one, I don't think it's going to be a crossover. Right. Because it is another indie game, actually. Oh, look at you. You've got I... all the indies. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm pushed into the realms of... I've used all the big ones um, in previous years. So this one is called The Plucky Squire. It looks the most adorable. Um, so it's releasing on everything. Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, PC this year. And it just looks adorable, but also very cool. Um, so it follows the magical adventures of Jot, who's like a little knight. And his <laughs> what a name. Um, Jot. I know, right? Jot. Um, and it's basically set in a storybook. So you're kind of looking down on this like little 2D storybook. It kind of looks all drawn, a little bit like if Zelda, the original Zelda was drawn out on a little storybook kind of thing it's a little bit sort of ditto if you know that kind of art style mm-hmm. it just looks really well done in that sense you're kind of working your way through um the storybook you're doing a little bit of like puzzly platforming but also sword slashing very zeldish and you basically go along trying to do your thing when the malevolent humgrump um <laughs> realizes he's the villain of this book Oh, he um, didn't know. He didn't realise. But then he suddenly went, I'm the bad guy here. To be fair, I feel that. Sometimes I turn around and I think, am I the villain in my life? <laughs> yeah, have I done this? Am I the bad one? Um, am I the drama? <laughs> I think I'm the drama. Basically, he realises he's destined to lose his battle against Jot. And so he kicks Jot out of the pages of the storybook. Um, and then it switches from this really cute little 2D story thing to the 3D world where you're running around on the tabletop. And he turns into this little, like, 3D creature man. And you off you go, solving <laughs> your puddle, puzzles, jumping between 2D and 3D all the time, and just doing lots of little challenges and trying to, like, claim back your friends from the storybook. It looks very beautiful. Like, the images are mm. so cool. Like, the transition between all the different, like, styles is, is... I'm into it. Yeah, it just looks really interesting. And I just got this whole thing when I was looking at it, and I was like, this game is going to make me very happy. Like, you know when you just play something and you're just having a nice time and you're just like, this is nice. This is fun. Everyone's having a good time here. That is how I feel like I'm going to be the whole way through this game. Just having a good time. Yeah, it looks like a good time. I also, I just can't go over the name. Jot. 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 Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like Jot as in Jot Down. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. It is stupid though. Um, <laughs> stupid jot stupid fuck who is this who is this um, sorry I should this game's not even come out and I'm already mocking the protagonist the poor little protagonist he's probably going to be annoying you know like I'm probably going to side with Humgrump but you know probably I kind of relate to the fact that he realises he's a villain halfway through but it just yeah it just looks really good um, it's a real interesting take on stuff it's got a really interesting and beautiful art style um, it looks like it switches things up every so often. There's a bit in the trailer where it's like you go from, you know, a normal kind of top-down Zelda kind of fighting stuff by turning around to a bit more of a isometric look to another bit where it's a bit like cup head and you're kind of pointing yourself back towards the screen. And then out of that, you're kind of in the 3D world. It just looks like it changes itself up a lot. And I really like it when games do that and you just never really quite know what you're going to get. And it's just kind of surprising you all the time. It says here that you box badgers. Yes, there is a bit in the trailer where you're boxing a badger and it's really interesting. It looks a bit cupheady. Um, nice. It's fun. 
but yeah that was kind of it um i can talk a bit about the people who are making it are called all possible futures and this is i think is their first game under the umbrella of their name um it was only formed in 2019 um and by two industry veterans just two game veterans um and they basically were like we just want to make something that's really nice for people to play um they worked on things like pokemon hydro adventure stealth inc um, and also Swords of Ditto, which is why mm-hmm. it has the Swords of Ditto kind of esque look. Because Swords of Ditto was beautiful. And they basically were just like, we're just going to make some really cool looking special little games. And I think that's exactly what this looks like. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything super crazy or in depth or heavy. It just looks like a really lovely game. And sometimes I just need those. Especially, I feel like I'm more drawn to those things recently than the really big, heavy games because they just take me so long to get through. I sometimes yeah. just ni- like a nice, you know, fun thing to do. You like nice things. I like having nice things. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's a good pick. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by it. I, I always learn about new games when we have, whenever we do this because you always pick really cool indies. And I think I did well maybe last year or the year before, to, to go a bit indie, but I didn't do that this year. So That's I'm glad fair. that you upheld that. Honestly, the only reason I did was because I was forced to, like I said. It's um, fine. I'm the basic bitch. You're the cool, edgy bitch. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, that is my number one. The Plucky Squire. Cool. So I've realised something, and I hate myself. <laughs> All of my picks are not original titles. Oh. They're all follow-ons, aren't they? Yeah, they Zelda, are, actually. You're right. Dead Island 2, The Wolf Among Us 2, Final Fantasy 16 is just another game in the series. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing for my number one because, as I said, I'm a basic bitch and I've picked Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I've picked another Final Fantasy game. Oh. I've picked the second chapter of the reimagining of the classic game Final Fantasy VII by Square Enix. I thought you might yes. pick this. Is anyone surprised? No. I... I'm just not convinced it's coming out this year. It is. I've just been burnt so many times from my previous lists. I think I was like, I'm avoiding all things I'm excited about. They have said winter 2023 and they've said that they will deliver. Wow. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's coming. But the only thing is that everyone's a bit worried about is the fact that obviously because there's 2016 coming out in Mm. June, but that's also by like the offshoot uh, development team. Yeah, it's two different studios. I think so. so I don't know will we get a date soon I'm not sure but I you know I love Final Fantasy 7 and I loved the first remake chapter um I, I've got my qualms with it which I think I've discussed in previous episodes of like yeah. I don't like all this meta shit but I'm accepting that it's a reimagining of and I don't mind and I mostly just love to explore story aspects and places in the game that I once experienced, you know, as a kid in the original. And, and I want to see Gold Saucer. Oh, yeah. That's all I, I want to see. I just, you know, and I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm, I'm way more peppy about it than I was originally when I finished the first part. I was so happy because I was like, this has filled me with so much joy. But I'm so confused and conflicted with, with what they sort of did towards the end and, and the way that they were taking it. But anyway, mm. that, that's fine. I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm more open now. I, I can be open and chill. Yeah. I can be. So we we know a bit about this. Obviously we know that there is going to be different sort of multiverse possibilities and that obviously we thought we were playing a straight remake in the first chapter, but we weren't and really we're experiencing 
basically a different timeline that certain events that we've assumed are set in stone might not actually be as inevitable as we think. Mm. So, you know, leading on to, you know, Aerith dying, effectively. She's not dying. No, she's not dying. Because we're pathetic. We're pathetic people, and apparently we all want her to live. Um, and every, and they're playing into that. Yeah. But she should be dead. No, I'm kidding. She shouldn't be dead. <laughs> but the story says that she dies. So whatever. It's it's yeah. fine. Like I said, I'm cool. I'm chill. I'm cool with Someone it. Someone else is going to die, and I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm no, gonna tell if you they're that gonna, much. I'm, I'll be pissed. I swear to God, if, if Barrett goes, I'll be pissed. <laughs> if Tifa goes, I swear to God. There'll be riots if Tifa goes. <laughs> I'm turning my console off and I'm never having anyone nope. ever utter the words Final Fantasy VII to me ever again. So, yeah, obviously things are changing. The times are changing. <laughs> So the trailer doesn't really give too much away, obviously. As I said, it just kind of insinuates that fact things aren't going to be the same. Um, we know that we'll be exploring beyond the bounds of Midgar because at the end of the last game, we left Midgar. Um, and we could see we had flashbacks of like the Zack situation, stuff like that. <laughs> we, we see Zack reaching the gates of Midgar at the end which we all know about so obviously going they're obviously insinuating that in this timeline zach is not dead which in my opinion creates problems because (laughs) crisis core i mean most people know what happens in crisis core zach fair dies cloud kind of takes upon his identity there's a lot to unpack here if you've not played final fantasy before but you know it's so core to the story so i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do or how this is all gonna this is all gonna play out but you know i will sit back and i'll relax because i'm chill and i'll see what they do and i'll take it in but i swear to god if they kill tifa or barrett anyway it's going out the window so so there is also something i wanted to mention but it is a big spoiler for you uh, it could be a spoiler for everyone else, which is something that happens at the end of Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, which was like a little DLC oh, to the yeah. first chapter. Can that, I yeah. tell you what this is? Mm. It's a little cutscene at the end of it, um, which just more so hints that Zack is alive. Can I oh, tell you what happens? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so Zack basically is like, he's like gone to the church right, to yeah. obviously find Aerith, which further solidifies the fact that he's alive, which... We knew they were going to do that. I was going to say, that's not too much of a spoiler because that's what we figured was happening yeah. anyway. But there is a lovely little cutscene as well, actually. So anyone that wants to play Integrade, although it is a small DLC featuring like Yuffie, it is worth playing because it is quite fun. But there is like a lovely cutscene at the end with like all of the guys, um, like Cloudy for everyone, like walking around, like heading to the places they're going. And it's just quite a nice... To be honest, you could just watch it on YouTube. I, I would recommend watching that before you play the the next one at least just because it gives you like a little bit of a, an insight but but yeah I mean don't get me wrong I I I kind of I love Aerith and Zach so if if we can put them together again uh that fills my heart with joy yeah it doesn't make me mad you know yeah well this is the thing they know we're pathetic yeah they know that we all want that so that's what they're doing somehow and I was always a Zach and Aerith stan so I'm with and you. Tifa and Cloud stan yeah so I'm yeah bring it on but don't kill anyone else. Yeah, We've had enough. If death. anyone dead, we'll be <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, so I, I am super excited for it, and and I uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do. I, at least now I'm prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for the the thing that they did mm. because I thought it was a straight remake, and and it's not, and that's fine. Yeah, and and I understand that completely. I get that. 
Yeah, like I said, I really, I, I was arming and ahhing about picking this and I just thought, no, you know what, as, as excited as I am for it to come out, because I was so burnt from my list last year, I was just like, I just don't trust it to come out when it doesn't have a solidified date. And even then, some of mine last year had solidified dates and they didn't come out. So I'm just, I'm, I'm bitter this year, I think. Yeah. So I think no, I was just fair. like, I'm very much excited for it. I still need to play Retrograde though. And also um, I want to play Crisis Core. So yeah, I'm behind, but I'll get on it. But yeah, that's that's my my pick. I'm excited. Um, I I feel like, yeah. I mean, I think you knew secretly that I was going to pick this. So. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I had a figuring it was coming and I'd kind of so. forgotten as well and I think I think I remembered halfway through and I was like oh yeah. yes I know but yeah this for me apparently is the year for non-original titles and just sequels so you know what you want you know you know what I you do. like and that's same fine. same stuff samey things yeah. <laughs> predictability <laughs> comfortability <laughs> that's, what, that's what we want we want to know what we're getting and that's yeah. fine nice all right well that concludes our games we are most anticipating looking forward to this year i like that you said anticipating looking forward to yeah <laughs> like we need uh, to one, anticipate need to look forward to yeah those things <laughs> these are the games that we are most looking forward to in 2023 yes exactly that was our list and as always if you want to find out more about us and more about the podcast where can they go nikki game till five.co.uk or you can visit our Twitter or other socials. Just not Instagram, though. Just Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's or the best one. You can also visit our Discord and you can post your top fives in our in our Discord and we'll look at them and enjoy. Yeah, we love getting people's lists. Fills us with joy. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, and if you would really want to be really lovely to us, you could leave us a review on iTunes. We always really appreciate those. That would make our year. Yeah. Please. We can say that because it's only a weekend. <laughs> Right, we are going to leave now and continue on 2023 as we want it to go on, which is I'm going to bed. Goodbye. Bye.